Good day, afternoon, evening, everyone, depending on what time you're listening to this at. And welcome to Just a Girl Podcast, starring moi. And um, so I just want to kind of just jump into what today is going to be all about because when I listen to podcasts and I have to listen to a 10 minute random thing that has really nothing to do with the uh, podcast, I get annoyed and I don't want to do that to y'all. So today is June 13th, 2023, and it is the first day of the first Greek history slash mythology week. So today, tomorrow, and Thursday are all going to be different myths from ancient Greece. Today, I'm going to talk about Hippolyta, queen of the Amazons. So ancient Greece and the story of Hippolyta and the Amazons is believed to have started around 1200 BCE, which BCE stands for Before Common Era. Um, We are in 2023 CE, which is Common Era. Um, People will also say it's Annual Domani AD, which means uh, Year of Our Lord. But we're talking about non-religious things as it pertains to Christianity. So we're doing BCE and CE. The Amazons were a nation of war-like women. Like they were these fierce warriors who were trained in various weaponry, various combat strategies, horseback riding. Um, They were like the best archers besides the gods themselves and could even tangle with the gods as it pertains to their combat and archery, horse riding, everything skills. Like no human could really touch them. And um, they lived at the edge of the known world on an island in the Black Sea called Themyscira. They are said to have been descended from the god Ares, who was the Greek god of war, and a nymph named Harmonia. They also had um, incredible hunting abilities. Like, they were super super self-efficient. They were basically the definition of feminism in ancient Greece. So, in ancient Greece, the histories and the stories were all brought about by word of mouth. They didn't write these things down as most people couldn't read or write. It was all oral histories. And so there are several different variations of every single myth in um, ancient Greece as well as 
every other ancient society because they were all oral histories. So when I talk about certain things, I'm going to talk about possible different variations and I'm going to talk about, yeah. So that's why there's going to be different variations. If you decide to look it up on your own, you're going to find more and different information because there was a lot of different variations of these stories. But anyways, I'm going to continue on to why I gave you that tidbit. The Amazons lived close to their polar opposites, um, the yin to their yang, an all-male tribe called the Gargarians. Um, It's believed that these two groups got together once a year during the highest fertility times and had a fertility party in order to attempt at procreation because both of these societies wanted to ensure their survival. The only way you can ensure survival is through procreation. They wanted to be able to pass everything down and make sure that their tribes would live on after their death. But other sources claim that they were mortal enemies and that this would never happen as they were constantly at war. But I tend to believe the other version where they got together once a year. Like maybe they fought and they had conflict and they were warring tribes. And but they still got together because how else were you going to have new Gargarians or new Amazons? Um, so I, I believe it's a mixture of the two, but again, it's mythology. So we can all have our own opinion based on the stories that have been told for thousands of years. Um, if a girl was born to an Amazon, it was believed that she would be raised in the ways of the Amazon But there are conflicting stories about having boys. Some believe that they were sent to their fathers in the Gargarian tribe. Others believe that they were mutilated or murdered. Um, I think it's possible that they did discard some of the boys and gave others to the Gargarian tribe because otherwise... That tribe wouldn't have survived if their only female counterparts for childbearing were the Amazons. So I think there's a little, like, in most of these variations, I think that there's some truth in both sides and that there, it meets in the middle, if that makes sense. Um, the Greeks also believed that Amazons would remove their right breast Um in any way that they could, whether it was simply cutting it off and cauterizing the wounds or whatever, um, and kept the left breast in order to breastfeed their children. Because having that um, the breast in the way when you're trying to use your weaponry is not easy, and they were warriors so they did whatever they could to be the best warrior that they could be 
with the anatomy that they had. So it involved cutting off one of their breasts in order to make archery and various other war activities easier for them. And then they kept one for breastfeeding so that their child would survive. Um, like Amazons are often referred to in ancient Greek texts as breastless, but obviously this is disputed by historians because they would have needed at least, they would have needed a single breast or whatever in order to feed their children. Because in Amazon society, there wasn't just some random people or random women that were pointed out as being nursemaids or teachers or whatever. They worked together as a society and everything was a partnership. So if for some reason a person that had given birth was unable to breastfeed, then another person that had given birth would breastfeed that baby and stuff like that. They worked together as sisters, as a family. And it wasn't where anyone was singled out like that. Um, it is believed that Hippolyta's father was Ares, the god of war, and her mother was Otera, the first queen of the Amazons. Hippolyta was the second, and there were five great queens of the Amazons. Um, from different ages. The last one uh, created an army to go with Alexander the Great because she wanted to have the Amazons to have the strongest, smartest warrior-like genes, and Alexander the Great was that. So she spent nine days with Alexander in a tent trying to procreate with him. And that's... So the legend of the Amazons spanned over a thousand years during ancient Greek society. Um, so Ares had a lot of children, but Hippolyta was always a favorite of his. He gave her... His magic girdle, which was a belt that made the wearer not only like give them the strength of a god, but it would single out the wearer's importance in society. And that the person that has this is has a right to be a ruler over other people it like was a symbolization that um these people were as close to godlike as you could get in a mortal society um so getting this amazing girdle was one of the 12 labors of heracles better known as hercules um that the goddess Hera bestowed upon Heracles. It was the ninth labor 
and Heracles and Theseus went to Themyscira to fight with the Amazons to try to steal this girdle. There are probably over a hundred versions of what happened with this labor, but there's one version where Heracles finds and kills Hippolyta in order to take the girdle. In other versions, Theseus and Heracles retrieve the girdle together and abducted Antiope, who was Hippolyta's sister. And her Heracles said that Theseus could keep Antiope as a spoil of helping him get this ninth labor. However, in most versions that like the older versions, I should say not most, in older versions of this story, it was Hippolyta herself that was taken by Theseus. And in some of the mythologies, it states that her and Theseus were in love and got married because they were in love. In other stories, she was forced into marriage by him. So there's two different versions. One is that she willingly left the Amazons and went with Theseus to Athens. And others is that she was kidnapped and forced into Athens with Theseus. But no matter if it was Hippolyta or Antiope and whether or not it was a willing marriage or an unwilling marriage, one of them became the, the wife of Theseus. And um, they all agree, well, most of them agree, that whichever one he took as his wife bore him a son called Hippolytus after Hippolyta. After the birth of his son, Theseus set aside his Amazon wife to marry the daughter of King Minos, whose name was Phaedra. And King Minos is the man that had the Minotaur and the maze and all that stuff, right? So he was pretty much a big deal because he was the king of Crete. And that, that was a, one of the major kings in ancient Greece. Um. It was around this time that the Amazons attacked Athens and started a conflict known as the Attic War. There's different versions as to why this war started. One of them is because it's believed in order for Theseus to marry Phaedra, he killed his Amazon wife, which was Hippolyta or Antiope, or he just cast her aside. Okay, so there's going to be segments for this episode, and I'm not happy because I never get phone calls ever, and I got a phone call, and it fucked up my shit, so I'm, I'm not a very happy person right now because it wouldn't let me, like, 
start where I left off. No, it wanted to just save and publish what I had. So deep breaths and we are going to start where I left off and hopefully this thing publishes the way I want it to and I don't have to redo it all and publish this episode is one segment. I don't know. We're going to try this out. (laughs) So I'm just going to start at the um, Attic War. So it's believed that this war was started for various reasons like in one version of the myth, it's because the Amazons are mad because they because Theseus killed Hippolyta slash Antiope, whichever one he was married to, in order to marry Phaedra, King Minos's daughter. And in another version, it is Hippolyta leading the pack because Theseus spurned her and her son. And she's not having that. She's going to fight back. And there's another version where she is leading the pack because Theseus either killed her sister Antiope or he cast aside her sister Antiope. And she's like, you ain't going to treat my sister like that. Uh Uh-uh. And yeah, I know. I'm white. (laughs) Um, I couldn't really find much about Hippolytus, the son, and where he was with all this stuff, but he's there somewhere. Because, <laughs> you know, it never says he was killed. But it's really up in the air as to what really happened and who it was because it's mythology. Even though the ancient Greeks treated it as history. So I tend to believe there's some truth in it somewhere because myths don't just come completely out of nowhere when it comes to specific things like this. Um, So I don't know. A lot of mythology, though, even if um, Heracles didn't kill Hippolyta when getting the girdle, there's um, stories that like at the Battle of Attic or Attic War or whatever, that Heracles killed her then or Heracles killed her later on in their lifespan. Like they met again and they battled and he won. Um, So that's the main way I could find Hippolyta passing away. Um, it all like, but there's also a lot of different variations that say, um, she died during the conflict between the Athenians and the Amazons and that it might've been Theseus that killed her. But Plutarch, a famous, uh, ancient Greek person who, was an ancient Greece historian during ancient Greece, wrote um, a book or poem or whatever called The Life of Theseus. And he thinks that 
Theseus only married Phaedra once Hippolyta or Antiope were already dead. He also thinks that Hippolyta was killed by a javelin thrown by Malpatia whilst fighting beside fighting beside Theseus. Other versions claim that she was killed accidentally by her sister. I can't pronounce it, but I'm going to try anyways, and I'm going to murder it. Penthelicia. Pen- it's P-E-N-T-H-E-S-I-L-E-A. Either way, she is not present in the legend of Theseus following the Battle of the Amazons. So it's believed that she died before um, Theseus's major legends and achievements were had because his legend continues far beyond that. And I don't know. She's supposed to have another kid with um, Aries. She had like two kids with Aries. And I'm trying to remember their names because like, yeah, she procreated with her father. Um, in DC legend, one of those is Diana, who becomes Wonder Woman. Because um, in today's society, I believe Hippolyta is most well known for being the mother of Wonder Woman. And um, Diana, Wonder Woman's daughter, Wonder Woman, um, is the only daughter or only child that Hippolyta had had in a very long time. Um, She's not mentioned in ancient Greek mythology, but I like how DC used realistic Greek mythology and did their research when creating the character of Diana slash Wonder Woman. Because a lot of the things that they use um, for... Diana's backstory and the weaponry used and the names of everyone in the Amazonian tribe where the Amazons live, um, the different gods and everything that DC has used over the past 60 years since they created Wonder Woman. Because I think I believe she was created in the 1950s, maybe the 1960s, and that the first television show starring Linda Carter was in the 70s, right, Mom? Linda Carter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Wonder Woman TV show that popularized um, Diana and Wonder Woman to a more mainstream media than to just people who read comic books. Um, And she became one of the first well-known female superheroes. Because at that point, Supergirl wasn't mainstream. Batgirl wasn't mainstream. Nothing. Like, she was the first female um, mainstream superhero that's not only, like, not only that, but she was also the first female mainstream superhero who didn't need a man and wasn't related to a man nothing like you had Catwoman you had Poison Ivy well I don't think you had Poison Ivy yet but 
you had Catwoman in the original Batman television show with Adam West. And um, Eartha Kitt was incredible. And so was, I can't remember the other actress that played her in that show. But they both did a really good job. And Batgirl and stuff like that. But they were all centered around a man. And Wonder Woman was the first time that not everything was centered around a man in mainstream media. There was some different comic books and um, literary books and stuff like that that kind of like talked about that in superhero like society. I'm not talking about in books, television, in general. I'm just saying when it comes to the superhero aspect. Um, Diana was the first and DC did a great job with her. Because um, Marvel, I, I like Marvel too. And, you know, but a lot of their mythologies that they try to intertwine with their things are sloppy they're not incredibly well researched and they change consistently like every single comic like they don't keep a lot of things consistent with different backstories so reading the comic books when I was a kid would frustrate me And the fact that they didn't have a lot of strong female leads that didn't depend on men really irritated me when I was younger. So I always gravitated gravitated towards Diana and Wonder Woman versus any of the females in in Marvel. And then there's Dark Horse, and Dark Horse has Buffy, and... Buffy is fantastic. I love her. Yes, I am digressing. Thank you, mother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm going to try to put a QA and a with 